Hello and welcome to Lioness Podcast. I am so happy that you're here listening, that you're here sharing your energy and your presence and your mind with me. It's an honor to be here. Let's just start by taking a breath in. Yeah, just feeling myself arriving into this space. (laughs) It wasn't as easy to get here as I thought it would be, you guys. I thought that after making the first episode that, you know, I would just be like, okay, I got this. I got this down. I'm good at this. I am a podcaster. I am like a broadcaster. No, this is still going to be something that I... (sighs) need to breathe into and practice. So I'm just going to be very open about this side of things. (laughs) I am, you know, trying something totally new here. And here's what happened, you guys. I I had this whole plan, right? In Long Beach, while Bruno was working to make a podcast. And there was a lot of factors, okay? I don't even need to get into all the factors, But here's why you will probably never hear the podcast. (laughs) So when I am really nervous, this is something I've learned about myself, I use the word like, like, every like other sentence. It feels that way. And I've heard myself in a few situations when I know that I was exceptionally nervous that I was doing that. And maybe it was because I was in a new town that I didn't know, in an Airbnb, and, you know, there was a lot going on, and I just, I really didn't have anything, anything else to do. I really wanted to make a show, and it's so interesting to me to go back and listen and hear kind of where your stream of consciousness was in that moment. And I was jumping all over the place. And I was not able to kind of keep my point. (laughs) And the amount of times that I used the word like was so embarrassing. I couldn't even edit it out, you guys. There was no way. So I just kind of laughed at myself. And, you know, I had had turned off the AC. And I felt like I was getting really sweaty and hungry. And it was just... (laughs) Yeah, it's far enough now that I think it's really funny, and maybe someday we'll hear what was on that episode, because I had a lot of ideas running. (laughs) Oh my gosh, but now, you know, I'm back in my office, I'm I'm sitting on my day bed, I've got some tea that I totally just burned my tongue on, and and I've got a few things I'd like to share, one of them being, you know, this wonderful time I had this weekend, and you know, a few other little things, nothing super exciting. So here we are. (laughs) Welcome. So I went on such a nice road trip this weekend with my beloved Bruna. (sighs) Let me tell you something about Bruna. She is like the Airbnb whisperer. She is like, she has this talent at finding places. You know, we all wish we had that. And she had to go to Long Beach for a work thing and asked me if I wanted to go with her as kind of a, you know, three years celebration. 
go check out Long Beach, you know, see if the town is inviting us there. And we decided to make it a road trip. Um, and yeah, you guys, it was so perfect. So we got in the car and drove through Las Vegas, went past Vegas into Sandy Valley, which was on the border of Nevada and California in San Bernard, San Bernard. We were like right on the corner and we crossed the border into San Bernardino County. We're in the middle of like the desert, like not even Utah desert, Sandy Valley, Nevada, California desert, <laughs> middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere. And we cross the border and we come upon a little ranch, a horse ranch that has a teepee, a covered wagon, and a tiny house as Airbnbs. And oh my God, this tiny house that Bruno found us was probably one of the cutest, probably the cutest Airbnb I've ever been to. I'll just, yeah, mm -hmm. straight up. Like, first of all, the quiet middle of the desert, right? So quiet there. Like you get out of the car and you're just like, it's almost deafening to the ears to be like receiving so much silence. And this little place was just, it was called the Hummingbird Tiny House. It was just one of those places where every little detail is accounted for. There's a guitar hanging on the wall. There's, there's gorgeous candles and little plants and these pretty little stained glass lamps. Um, this gorgeous like stained glass window in that little attic that's holding the bed. Just like the sweetest place. It felt like every little detail there, like even the teacups that they bought, every little detail was just cute and perfect and we just loved it there. And it was just the two of us and there was nobody else around and we just had so much fun together. It was such a little romantic night in the middle of the desert and we just had fun it just felt so good to like get away from everything and go to this tiny little place i was like i am never living in a tiny house you guys we it was really fun to share space with bruno that way for one night but mm -mm, would not work there wasn't even room for the both of us to put our yoga mats down there you know but for like a little meditation retreat or just like a couple's retreat, you know, if you just want to get out of town and go spend a few nights somewhere really secluded and the cutest little thing, seriously, I will be like sharing this Airbnb with everyone. So that was just such a beautiful start to our trip and we're driving into Long Beach and, you know, we're, we're asking is, is Long Beach a place that we want to live? Neither of us have been there. We know nothing about it, um, but we're there just like with open arms to receive and we get to the next Airbnb. I hope it's okay that I say Airbnb so often. <laughs> and it's this cute little neighborhood of all these cute little cottages, just the way that I always imagine in California. And we get to ours and we get out of the car 
and I step onto the grass and I look up at all the palm trees and a monarch butterfly flies past me. Like, I don't even know the last time I saw a monarch butterfly, probably when I was a kid living in California. And I just felt excited. It was just like my our first little welcome into town. So this Airbnb, it's pretty dope. It's super masculine, super bachelor vibes, like black leather couch, red brick wall wallpaper, um, great king bed. Uh, it was a really cool garage that was transferred into a studio apartment. And... Um, yeah, and we just, we go out, we find this great restaurant, we walk down the beach, and you guys, Long Beach, I don't know if anyone is listening from Long Beach or has lived there, but the people there were just so chill, and I don't know if, like, people in Utah are just, like, super not chill, <laughs> or, like, what kind of conditioning made me so surprised at how nice people were, but... Um, like, for example, on our first day there, we were walking downtown, kind of getting our grounds, and we saw the, the bird scooters. And I was like, let's get on some scooters. We're going to see way more of this city if we just get on some of these scooters. We get on the scooters, and we get to a place where everything is blocked off to cars because there's a triathlon happening. So then we just get to like scooter freely down these streets with no cars around and the triathlon's pretty much over so no one's around. It's so fun. We're exploring and then we get, end up at the beach where the triathlon is and there's this cool boardwalk on the beach and we, <laughs> we start bringing our scooters onto it and I'm not seeing a lot of other scooters and I feel like I'm waiting for someone to be like, hey, you can't have your scooters on here. Like for someone to be that person that like, tells us, like, we can't have our scooters there. And people just smile and wave at us, and, like, all of a sudden, both of our scooters get really slow, and neither of us can make them work. And our phones say, like, you're out of bounds. Like, you, you're not supposed to bring your scooter here. And we're like, oh, my gosh. And I'm literally thinking, no one, like, no one cared. Like, I know this is crazy, but I wonder how much I'm conditioned to just having people around tell me how I'm supposed to be. And I think I could uncover a lot of memories of growing up in this town and in other places and having that experience, right? So that was an interesting thing. And then even just another little, like, while I'm on the scooter, Bruna crosses, but I'm not really sure what's going on with these crossing lines, so I'm not sure if I should cross. And this guy is looking at me, and he just mouths to me and waves his hand, like, you should probably cross now. Like, just like in this really kind, like, I got your back, I'm looking out for you, you should cross. Um, all these little things were happening like that. Like, I, I'm parking the car, and I get out, and the guy's like, hey, I think you want to just pull up a little bit? Like, I got you, I got your back, like, I'm watching you. Like, people are just <laughs> so kind and nice there. And I just... I'm sure I have way more examples of just how, like, chill and amazing people were. Like, while I was waiting for Bruna in the bathroom, this lady's just, like, chatting me up. I'm just, like, and again, maybe I'm just, like, miss being around people, but people were just being so nice there. 
So we're feeling super welcomed in, you know, I love to find all the good restaurants to go to. All I care about is going to the beach and swimming on the ocean. And, you know, we were really there for Bruna's work for something she was doing. And I was just kind of along for the ride to support her. So, you know, we had, we had such a good time. Oh, and then, so we didn't have... Uh, we didn't have a booking for our last night there. We weren't sure if we we're going to stay two nights or one night. And our um, Airbnb just wasn't that close to the beach. We had to, like, get on, get in the car and drive about ten minutes. And um, I was just like, you know, there's got to be something on the beach. And I noticed that there's a ton of hotels on the beach. And, like, how crazy would it be if we looked up some places on the beach? So here's what I learned, you guys, and I am sure that I will do a lot of episodes on traveling tips because I am quite skilled in this range. This is what I learned at least about Long Beach, and I'm going to continue playing with this theory, but if you're using something like Verbo or Airbnb and you're looking for something that is like on, on the water, waterfront, close to the beach, even close to the coast... What I've discovered is that they're going to charge you way more for something way far away from the ocean than what a hotel or an inn or even a motel is going to charge you. So, that being said, I started looking at some nice hotels like the Westin. The Westin was about the same amount per night as our Airbnb. Then I got a little more curious and kept digging. And I found this thing called the Belmont Motel that had tons of like rave reviews and pictures of the cutest, most modern, fresh-looking hotel rooms. All these great reviews like this hidden gem, like don't let the uh, outside fool you. It's totally like a motel on the beach. And it was the least expensive thing I had found and it was a block up from the beach, around the corner from our, fa- from our favorite restaurant, from the first night we went there and found our favorite restaurant. And it was right in the area that we wanted to be in. And they had parking. So I just went ahead and booked it. And um, I think the funny thing is that I was like, yeah, I found us this really cute hotel. And we start pulling up to it. And Bruna looks at me like, this is a motel, Jane. Do you know what a motel is? And I'm like, Bruna, it's it. Trust me, trust me. It's been totally. It's so cute. It's this like hidden gem. And you guys, it was this hidden gem. I walked to and from the beach like 12 times that day, just because I could. It was so nice. I was so excited, and the hotel was so cute. If you're in Long Beach, the Belmont Inn Motel incredible I was so happy so you know all I really cared about on this trip was eating good food and going to the beach we ate some amazing food not only am I an avid Airbnb reviewer I am also an avid Yelper so got some really good seafood I'm sorry you guys I love seafood I grew up going to the coasts and I just love it. We had some really amazing meals. And and I think this was probably one of my favorite parts. The restaurant that we found on the first night that we decided was like our favorite restaurant that we love so much. 
it we went there a because it was on the beach and not a ton of restaurants there are on the beach and b because it was called belmont brewery now that was funny to us because belmont or belmonte in uh, rio in rio brazil is this restaurant that we just love to go to after a long day at the beach you can show up to belmonte all sandy and wet and in your bikini and order a ton of amazing food, have some great drinks, and just be the happiest person ever. So we love Belmonte in Rio. So when we saw that there's a place called Belmont Brewery here and it was on the beach, we were like, we're there. And it was wonderful. Like, we loved it. Bartenders were so nice. Servers were so nice. Gorgeous view, great people, wonderful meal, everything. So we were excited that we had found our place. And then the Belmont Inn, are you catching on? The Belmont Motel was like 10 feet away from this restaurant. So it was like this area was calling to us to like be our spot. So not far from there, we, were, we would see people in lines, this place called the Breakfast Bar. It looked like a really big restaurant. They had like kind of that big um, sidewalk seating that a lot of cities are doing now. And so we decided on our last day that we would go hang out in line to see what it's all about. And I think situations like this are where like my Utah conditioning really shows itself. It was like 10 a.m. And this breakfast bar, it was this really cute diner with the most delicious menu that I'm still thinking about. But it was like all about getting your drink on at breakfast and I'm just keeping for my coffee because I was having my coffee on my vacation and I'm looking around at the drinks people are having and I'm like this Utah girl cannot believe how much people can drink before 10 a.m. and it was fun and that's exactly what I need in my life is like more opportunities to be like wow I'm a small-minded Utah girl anyways uh, that meal was so delicious and our server was so sweet as always and here's the best part you guys we're like getting ready to leave and he's like so nice taking care of you guys like I've I've been seeing you around like it's so nice to see you two locals around here and I'm like oh oh no we're not local and he's like no I see you guys around all the time and I'm like we've never been here before we just got here a few days ago and he's like, oh, I've seen you guys. You were at Belmont Brewery the other night. I work there too. And we were like, no way. And he's like, you guys really fit in well here. And Bruno was like, well, we're actually like, you know, we're here to check out the place and see if we want to live here. And he was just like, oh, yeah, just all about Long Beach life. So kind, so excited. And we were just, we just couldn't believe <laughs> We were just being so mistaken for locals, you guys. And we just, we just had fun. I think that for all the couples who were, you know, quarantined together and maybe haven't gotten to take a lot of adventures, if you're listening, I hope that you'll plan an adventure for each other, you know? You'll spend the time finding that Airbnb that, that she's just going to love or, like, planning that you know, adventure that he's going to be so excited to share with you. I think we really, really need to prioritize those experiences. And we just had so much fun, you know. We 
we ate In-N-Out Burger and <laughs> and mussels every night and swam at the beach, as, swam in the ocean as often as we could. And I just love hanging out with my woman. Oh, I just love it. So I just kind of wanted to introduce today's show with a little bit of story time. Was there anything else about Long Beach that I wanted to share? Mm. I just have this daydream that someday I'll wake up and look out my window and see palm trees and the sounds of like frogs. And I'll just be able to walk, swim in the ocean, meditate, and just have quiet. I don't know where I'm meant to go to get that, but I am looking for it, you know? Which brings me kind of into what I wanted to talk about today. Like, that little daydream that I just shared with you. Is that so much to ask? Is that, a, is that a pipe dream? You know, that word pipe dream, like you're, you're smoking something if you're dreaming that way. You know when we're kids and we like have these big dreams. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to sail the world. I'm going to be a Spice Girl. <laughs> I don't know. I really feel like since I was little, I just wanted to teach people to meditate and be calm. But I wanted to be a musician, you know? And I I just want you to tune in as you're listening to some of the bigger dreams that you have. Maybe the dreams that you're embarrassed to share because they feel too far out there feels kind of silly you know maybe you want to play music on stage at a music festival someday and you're not even like one step close towards making that happen you know maybe you're like me and you live in a landlocked valley it's nowhere near the ocean you just dream about waking up by the beach every day Maybe you are calling in a romantic partner and this vision you have of them is just so perfect and juicy and incredible that you would be embarrassed to share that vision with someone. You'd be embarrassed to tell someone that you want to play a show at a music festival. You'd be embarrassed to say, you know what, I really want to leave my hometown and live by the beach. So what is it with these dreams that we limit? And where are we keeping ourselves stuck in a paradigm where our dreams, I'm using air quotes, our dreams are like out of touch? You know, something that I was always told growing up, like get your head in the clouds, keep dreaming, get your head out of the clouds. Keep dreaming, Jane, you know? I've always been a dreamer that way. And if you're resonating with this, 
you are meant to be a dreamer. You're meant to have that third eye opening and seeing a bigger possibility, a bigger potential, a more expanded paradigm for us all to live in. Because if the paradigm you're living in now, the reality that you exhibit through your habits and your thoughts that are always repeating, if in that paradigm, this romantic partner that you desire feels just like too good to be true, like almost like you don't deserve it, almost as if you aren't good enough or special enough to have something like that, that amazing, that experience. And the only reason why that thing you want, that dream that you keep to yourself, will never happen is because you're living in this paradigm where you don't believe it will happen. Am I making sense? This is, you know, this is pretty simple. This is not the most complex thing ever. But in efforts for, you know, this is just the beginning of my show. I'm just kind of starting to tap into a few topics that I find to be important. I think that being a visionary is really important. I think that looking around at everyone else's perspective and saying, hey, whoa, can we zoom out into something a little bit more exciting, fun, expansive, utopic, heaven-like, new? Can we think new? Can we try a new idea? When we have these visions and these dreams of what could be, that is like our soul's destiny. I, I feel like I don't use those that sentence a lot, our soul's destiny. But that is your soul's destiny, wanting to come into fruition, wanting to come into matter. When you see a new way that it could be, it's because you have that gift of seeing that new vision, the new paradigm that people could live in. And if we can get up the courage to start saying things like, hey, I actually think that it could be really easy to live at the beach. Or, hey, I actually think that if I want to go play a show at a festival, I could collapse this timeline and make that happen so fast. Hey, if I can really visualize that this person, this romantic partner for me is out there, it will come to me. So that takes our, our things that we're dreaming about to actual, like, let's manifest some shit. Let's manifest this. Let's bring it in. But first, we have to believe. And so where in your life do you think that you don't, do you not believe that you can have something? Where are you limiting yourself? You're meant to bring your visions into fruition. 
Everything that you see around you starts with an idea, with an expansive thought. Everything. This computer I'm recording this on. You know, I would jump right over here to my phone. Expansive thought. What if we tried something differently? What if I rejected that old belief? Whose beliefs are they? Am I making sense? Are you with me here? If I was told, you have this one life, Jane, what would I really, really want to experience in this one life? What would I really want to experience? And why? In the vastness of this planet, in the vastness of this universe, in the incredible infinite potential that all humans have, why is there any belief present in you that you cannot experience whatever it is that you desire to experience in this one lifetime? Isn't that why we come to Earth? To play, to create, to experience? I do not think that we came to this Earth to wake up and work a 9 to 5. Mm-mm. If you're waking up and you're working a 9 to 5 and you're fulfilled and you're having fun, that's amazing. But if you are, you know, and there's another one that I saw that's even better. It's like, you did not come to earth to focus on losing weight. You did not come to earth to stress about not having enough money. You did not come to earth to freak out over what your career or your job or what you're supposed to be doing with your life. You came to earth to play and create and experience. So what do you want to experience? What do you want to experience and why aren't you creating that reality for yourself? And here's one thing that you might be doing. Are you waiting for someone else to invite you into this experience that you want to have? Are you seeing other people doing things just wishing that they would like bring you along? Like I used to I used to not have any of my own camping gear. I didn't know any camping sites. I had no idea how to camp. I was not raised camping. But I lived in Utah and I would see my friends posting pictures about camping and I would be like, someone take me camping. <laughs> like someone needs to take me camping. But I never like directly asked anyone to take me camping. It was more of like a, even though, like it's funny looking back. Even though I don't have a tent, and I don't know how to camp, and I don't have a sleeping bag, and I don't know how to camp, and I camp at a fire. I wish someone would invite me to go camping, because I'd really like to learn. So there's one way that we like, you know, we're waiting for someone to invite us to do something, or, or we're waiting for someone to give us permission. Now, this is a good example. Say you really want to go do something totally crazy. You're like, I want to go spend a year in Rome studying art. And you say that to your friend. You think your friend's going to support you. And your friend is like, that's super lame. How are you going to survive in Rome studying art? Like, really? We've all heard that, right? 
And how you feel after that, you're like, shoot, how am I going to do that? How am I, no, and like maybe some part of you is like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's going to be really cool. Now, say you go to your parent and you tell your parent, I think I want to go to Rome for a year and like study art. And this can go two ways, right? Say that your parent is like, wow, I love that idea. That's incredible. That's going to be so cool. You have to do that. You have my full support. Do it. Just go. Just do it. Chances are you're going to be like, yes, I'm doing it. Cool. Right? Because someone gave you permission. Someone in a very high authority figure gave you permission. Or you, you'd go tell your parent, and their reaction is, are you kidding me? You're going to go flounce around in Rome studying art? Who do you think you are? You know, I am not giving you any kind of permission to live that kind of dream. Nuh-uh. I did not work as hard as I did for you to go blow it in Rome. You know, those are answers we... I'm <laughs> I am not saying these are answers I've heard from my parents. These are just, you know, generalizations that we make, right? While maybe my parents didn't quite see my unique career path choices from the get-go, they have always kind of supported the dreamer in me. But even I have had to grow through, grow past a lot of the, you know, limiting beliefs that they put on me. And it's not their fault. I always am reminding everyone, like, we're from different generations where different things are regular and, you know, the work ethic is different. The way that my parents run their lives is just not the same way as mine. And we can still love and respect each other for that. But when I come upon a belief of theirs that limits what's possible for me, I want to be super aware of that. So if you know that you're waiting for permission from your husband, your wife, your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your best friend, your teacher, your mentor, to go do something, that's another thing that's going to prevent it from happening for you. So... What is this thing, this desire, you guys? Like the, the world is opening up again. We're, we're getting back to life. What do you want to go do? Like I am like journaling. I got to get back to here. I want to go do this. I got to plan this. I want to get back to living. So you came here on earth to have experiences. What would you like to experience? Don't wait for someone to invite you. Don't wait for anyone to give you permission to do it. I desire to do this, and I trust that there is some soul contract here that I am supposed to agree to by going after this desire. And how do you go after your, after your desire? You ask yourself this question. What is my desire? And what is step one? So, I really wanted to... <laughs> go camping and no one was inviting me so what was step one buy a buy a tent buy a sleeping bag figure out what the you know good ones are ask around for some camping sites that people like nearby 
you know, do some research, check out some Pinterest cooking on campfires on Pinterest. <laughs> what is step one? You know, what do you desire and what is step one? And a lot of these desires, you might be saying, well, Jane, step one is having $6,000. Is it really, though? Or is there a ton of planning that needs to go first? When I'm planning my retreats, I'm not waiting until I have all the money to pay for the retreat to start planning the retreat. No. I am scoping out places to go, chefs, plans, everything before I even need any of the money. You have to plan. So yeah, I think just, you know, as we go to, to Long Beach with this very genuine approach of, is this a place I'd like to live? It was a very unique experience, right? You feel that fear come up against you, that fear of change, that fear of, am I worthy? That that message that I am just hearing from everybody that wants to tell me. Everyone wants to make sure that I know that living in California is so expensive. The traffic is so bad. You'll never find a house to live in. And blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, wow, I'm amazed at what a strong limiting belief this is. If we could create these kinds of limiting, limiting, limiting beliefs around Utah, we could really protect this place from you know, all the masses that have been moving here. But you know what, you guys? Call me ignorant. When people tell me that, I'm just like, that is the reality that you live in. I don't say that to them. I just nod, you know? Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's the big rumor that it's expensive to live in California. Well, you guys, the research that I've done for not much more than I'm paying and where I am living now, I could be two blocks away from the beach in a tiny-ass little apartment. And one thing I noticed about Long Beach is tons of, you know, rent, for rent signs, tons of for lease signs, tons of hiring signs. Like, you, you guys, like, I don't know. It's just one of those experiences when you get to a place and you feel like it's opening its arms up to you and saying, please come here. Now, you guys, I have no idea if I'm going to end up there. I have no idea. And if you're wondering what I do in these situations, it is every single morning I pray to my guides and I just ask, please keep on nudging me in the right direction. I will follow. I have complete, complete trust that you are guiding me. That way, no matter what I do all day, every decision I make, I know I'm being guided by a higher power and I can just revel in the excitement of, we'll see what comes next, you know? So, I feel myself kind of coming to a close here and I think the last thing that I wanted to mention is that my seven-day Ayurvedic challenge has begun we have, so today is Tuesday as I'm recording this. So we have had day one and day two. We talked about harmony yesterday. Today we talked about the gunas and Samkhya philosophy. Tomorrow we're going to talk about Panchamahabhuta and um, the five senses. 
So, and then don't worry, on Thursday we're getting into the doshas. We're going to talk about how to find out your constitution and your imbalances. I know that's what everyone is excited for. So, the challenge is just, I'm just having the best time. I'm having the best time. I'm meeting so many cool people. I hope you are all meeting each other and enjoying each other's connections. We're kind of building a little Ayurvedic Sangha here to support us with these new choices that we're making. And um, you can still join the challenge if, you know, if you're listening to this and it's not past July 24th, <laughs> you can still join the challenge. Um, and if you want to win this amazing giveaway prize I got, I've got two bottles of a Bianca oil, two of my personal faves. I've got a tongue scraper. I've got this really cute, tiny little incense dupe cone holder, this little box that's beautiful. I got you two boxes of uh, dupe cone incense. And I got you a little um, bat beeswax candle so that you can burn nice pure candle wax in your home. And... I am also going to send you with um, some CCF tea. Uh, it's the digestive tea that is very commonly used after meals, and I have a ton of it, and I realize that's the perfect thing to add to the giveaway. So to win this prize in the challenge, you have to comment on the first post that I made, invite two friends to join, and you're going to be posting on your story that you've joined. You're going to post your story about every day in the challenge. It can be a picture or a video or a screenshot, whatever you want to share. Tag me in it so that I can see it and so that I know that you're in the challenge. And then on Sunday during our live call, um, I will be more clear on the time of that. I'll be announcing the winner. And I'll also be very excited to share with you guys what my new program is that has been cooking in the kitchen. So if you've been in the challenge and you have any more questions about Ayurveda, please just message me. I've been doing a few lives so that I can answer the questions that are coming up in the challenge. And then we are going to have a live call on Sunday. That's going to be so fun so I can get in front of all of you. We can meditate together, connect to each other on the quantum Akash and celebrate this really fun challenge of realignment that we've all been going through. So thank you so much for listening. Mm. I appreciate you so much. I hope you feel warm and calm and loved. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. I love you.